No Ketchup Chicago. Big Nick the Quick on the line, NBA Finals only edition of No Catch Up Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. What's going on, baby? What's going on, man? You know, feeling good after this Raptors W. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we. Everything's lining up after one game, man. I'm feeling good. So, let's, we only got a quick 20 minutes, but we want to talk a lot about the game. Give me your first impressions and then. We'll go from there because where we netted was I picked the Warriors in six, you picked the uh, the Raptors in seven. Yeah, so I mean after game one, uh, a few things. Number one, I you know I think that I think that that ten day layoff for the Warriors, you could definitely see it in the first half um, that they just didn't play with a, a ton of great energy. You know, it just seems like they kind of came out kind of lackadaisical, whereas the Raptors came out with a ton of energy. Um, but just couldn't really hit a ton of shots early. I thought it, I thought the game plan, I tweeted about this, I thought the game plan that the Warriors came out with was very interesting as far as just conceding the three, right? In the beginning of the game, if you look, Gasol was getting every wide-open look you wanted. Danny Green was getting any wide-open look that they wanted. It seemed like they were really over-rotating on Kawhi and kind of letting these other guys do whatever it is that they wanted, and eventually they just really caught up with them, you know. Um, I think you had kind of said that, like, you know, this team should be a lot bigger and it's just the Raptors weren't really hitting all their shots at the uh, at the clip that they should have, right? I think they were like 3 for 12 from the three-point line in the first quarter. Um, but, look, they were taking them, and eventually those were going to go in. And uh, I just think that was a bad strategy by the Warriors to kind of come out that way and really over-rotate on Kawhi like that. Because, again, man, these Raptors guys, you know, it's always been, oh, well, they're eventually going to cool off. Eventually these guys are going to cool off. Well, guess what? These dudes haven't been cooling off, right? The athlete hasn't been cooling off. <laughs> Mark Gasol hasn't been cooling off. And Siakam, you can't treat him like he's a nobody. I mean, he gave him, what, 18, 18 a game this year. I mean, Siakam is a player. And, you know, he's crashing the rim. He's doing all little Siakam things. I think he was, what, 14 for 17. He was 14 or 17. I mean, yeah, they were letting him get whatever he wanted like he was a nobody. Now, listen. Um, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, so. Listen, I, I, I told you, and everybody that listens to us on a regular basis yesterday on the audio, I dropped the audio, but on the last episode, I said that Toronto was going to win the first game. I, the, the best bet you could take was Toronto in the first half. Both of those were locks. I didn't take it like I should have took it. I got a little cold feet at the last minute, and I just put a little a little cheddar on it. But, yeah, man, this is – you're dead on with them coming out slow like I thought they would. The 10-day layoff, it's going to take them a little time to get adjusted to a new squad, especially without KD. They're the epitome of team basketball, the Golden State Warriors, without Kevin Durant. So this that atmosphere combined with a new squad, that's still pretty long. Not as long as like Milwaukee would have been, but Toronto's still long. I think the defense, this is the thing, right? So I picked the Warriors in six. I still didn't feel like... Every time, like you just mentioned, I texted you and was like, yo, this lead should be way bigger. I never felt like the game was out of hand. 
And I feel like the Warriors played really, really bad. So that's encouraging. I guess this is where I'm at now. My analysis is going to be for the Warriors, and then my heart is rooting for the Raptors because I want them to win. But it was an interesting game last night. No transition, no real transition buckets for the Warriors. Remember every time we talk about the Warriors and I talk about just those, they hit threes that just take you out of the game. Just like heartbreaking jump shots. None of that was happening last night. And Toronto led from from the start of the game to the end of the game, tape to tape. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a big point. You know, if you look at their game plan, they were not letting Steph Curry get those easy threes, right? I think on the flip side, yeah, Nurse had a great game plan. It was, look, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys get in the pain and do that stuff. We'll let you, you know, try to drive on us, but you're not going to sit here and bury us with these crazy transition threes. Because like you said, the game wasn't out of reach. You know, a couple couple big transition threes and the Warriors are right back in it. And I think that, you know, Toronto had a very disciplined game plan to not let that happen. You know, Steph still had 34, but it was a hard 34 for Steph. You know? It was a rough 34. They had to get in there make some crazy layups. Like, nothing was easy for them. So I think, you know, not to transition to Durant situation so quickly, but everybody who was talking all that craziness, what the Warriors needed last night was easy buckets. And, or just give you the ball and let me get the bucket. And that is what Kevin Durant provides, and they were sorely lacking that, you know? For yeah. as much as we love Clay Thompson, he's not dynamic. You can't give Clay the ball and say, hey, get out the way. He's just the best catch-and-shoot player maybe we've ever seen. You know, when he gets rolling and the way the Warriors play, that opens that up for all for him, right? Without KD, that's not as open as it was. With Trayvon not playing well, you know, he had six turnovers last night. That's not as open as it was, and it forces them to kind of have to operate in the half court, which they can do, no doubt about it. But that's tough for them when they don't have the bigs that can play that style, right? Cousins, just I don't think he should not have been out there. He just shouldn't have been out there. I, I, it took me about 30 seconds of watching the Marcus Cousins for me to say two things. Number one, he shouldn't be out there. And number two, if he is out there, catch his ass in the pick and roll all night long because he was not moving well. He looked out of shape. He looked overmatched, and, uh, I mean, you just, you just can't play him out there right now. I just really think you, you cannot play him in this series um, unless you can work him into shape in the next 72 hours because he just looked, he looked unplayable. Um, 100% he looked unplayable. Unplayable, he, yeah. He looks, I mean, you can't fault him for that. I mean, he hasn't played in a month, but, you know, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So that's, a, that's actually an interesting segue into the, the Durant situation, right? So, he hasn't played in a month, or I think it's even longer than that for Boogie, because I think we're not, aren't we creeping up on KD being out for like almost three weeks? So, well, when did he go out the first round or the second round? He went out against Houston, right? Game five. He went out against Houston, bro. He missed the last two of Houston and four, four straight against, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been out for like three weeks now. <laughs> Yeah, like, with, uh, I mean, put it like, in Denver. right. We had a seven-game series in Toronto. So, I mean, yeah, he's on the shelf for a grip, yeah. Well, that's, okay, so this is the question, right? I, I think after watching last night, I, I'm, I always thought they needed KD, but I, they, they need him more than, more than, th- th- this has me a little nervous with me picking Golden State, right? 
Now, to see Boogie just kind of get thrown out there, I know that they're completely two different talents, but it's it's interesting to it's going to be an interesting transition to see Kevin Durant come back out there and get thrown in the middle of like down 0-2 or you know what I'm saying 2-1 going back home. Either way it cuts it right now, Kevin Durant needs to come back and it's going to be must-see TV when he does. You know, and the thing about KD, um, when KD is like fully locked in, is when it's a really beautiful thing, right? And I think that generally, if you look at the last two playoffs, that's when it happens, right? The playoff, he just gets in this rhythm. I've even heard him say in some interviews before where he feels like the hoop is, you know, 10 feet wide. So I think he's going to need to work himself back into that rhythm to be that killer, right? He's good enough to come into the game and give you 25. Like, it's not like you can't throw KD in there and he's going to be effective. But when he's really at his best and really at his most, most lethal is when he's been rolling for a couple weeks. He's just yeah. one of those players that I think he's a big-time feel-for-the-game type player. And no matter how you chop it up, you can't get that just be thrown back into a game two or a game three or game four in the NBA Finals, right? He needs to be rolling, which is why I think when he gets to the Finals over the last couple years is when he's just been lethal and he rips off these Finals MVP stretches because he's been playing playoff basketball for a month and he's adjusted to it and now you know his talent to come back up to that he's, you're not going to get that throwing him in there in game four now, well that's a big get, that's a big problem then isn't it that's like, a major know, problem <laughs> but if you're Toronto regardless you still have to account for him so what you will get by virtue of him being out there is that they can't just leave Kevin Durant alone I don't care how hobbled he is in the foot he can still shoot the basketball right and so he's going to be a threat out there, but he won't be that threat as far as give him the ball and go get me 40 because that's what we need right now. That's going to take some time for him to work back in. How much time, I'm not 100% sure, but it will take time. But, um, dude, Golden State just didn't have a third guy last night. They just didn't. So the team could key in on Clay. Couldn't let Clay get off on his little catch and shoot. He still had 21, 22 points. But, hey, yeah, we'll let Steph run a while. Steph, you can go ahead and get 34. You do not have that third scorer. He is nowhere on that roster. And if Iguodala is hurt, we really have an issue. We have a major issue. Yeah. That's... Now you don't have that other ball handler. Now you don't have that other defensive guy. He's a, kind of like a Swiss Army knife, you know, a utility dude that you can really throw on anybody one through five, right? Without him in there, their defense is greatly impacted. But now Clay has to pick up a ton of defensive responsibility. Draymond said it last night. He's got to be all over Siakam. If you don't got Iggy in there, um, you're going to have some major problems. Furthermore, Kyle Lowry offensively didn't have a great game last night, right? No, you can't he rely was on that happening. He's going to show up. Well, uh, listen, well, listen, well, listen. He's not – well, just like – listen, just like he didn't show up, Gasol's not going to score 20 along with – Van Vliet going for 15, and I mean, it, it was a very, it was a very outlier game yesterday for Toronto to even be to to to, to end up the way the way it went. So I mean, yeah. How much are we gonna call these outliers though? This keeps happening. Well, no, Van Vliet over the last like six games has been balling. Three ball three games. Three games. Three games. Great. The three games that matter. Three games. Well, three first, games. first first of all. Okay, well, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but if Kyle Laurie has 17, 
someone else is going to come down. Let it be Gasol, Van Vliet, or whoever else. You know what I'm saying? Unless they're blowing people out. Unless they're just running people out of the building and they're scoring 130. So I understand what you're saying. Kyle Lowry's not going to score seven points probably next game. But I don't think uh, Mark Gasol is going to score 20 either. So I understand what you mean. I mean, but Kawhi is not going to be that bad yeah. this game either. You know, offensively, he was he was off. You, you know, so you you talking like these boys in trouble? Trouble. I think they're in trouble from the sense that they need that third Toronto's better than what they've been playing against. I, I mean, I really do believe that, right? You know, like as much as we love Houston, Houston, we kind of keep seeing it. It's a big gimmick, and it, and yeah. it, and it kind of falls apart when you play Houston for seven games. You, you're not as shocked by a team that shoots sixty three pointers, right? Um, whereas Toronto, man, and Toronto plays D. We, we, I, I, you know, we can't discount this. They play D. They play tough D. They pick off the passing lane. They play physical. When we talk about the roster moves that they made over the last 12 months, they added two-way players. You added Kawhi, legendary two-way player. You added Danny Green, serviceable two-way player. Hold on. I think, I, listen, listen. I think you were a little too excited about game one. I, cause I picked Toronto to win. I picked Toronto to win. I picked, I picked them to, I picked them to win in game one. It was game one. They were at home. Golden State's coming off a 10 day layoff. I, I mean, it, it was a really good game from Toronto, but I think you're talking like they getting ready to come out and just roll these boys under the table. And I don't think that's the case. No, I don't, I don't think they're going to roll them under the table. I just think the series isn't as lopsided as it would have looked at the beginning. Um, I just think that Toronto has a lot of things in their favor. Remember, so we talked. Momentum, again, we're, we're relying on Golden State to just create some momentum right now. They've been off for 10 days. They don't have their second best player. They still have to play a game two in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, game three, they'll be rocking, but I, I would be nervous for game two, at least if I'm Golden State, 100%. Very the- nervous. You don't want to go down. You don't want to go down 0 2. I don't care who you are and who you have. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And the and to go back to your point on Andre Iguodala, if he's injured and is hampered, hampered, that's a real, that's a real, real problem. Another thing that I want to talk about with on the injury front is Kawhi did look like he was. He's a little, he's a little more gimpy than I realized. And I think when Gasol's not pouring it in. When Siakam doesn't, maybe Siakam goes back to his his season average of 18, 19 points, whatever it is, right around there. And he's then called upon to have to score 35 against, then it comes back to Iguodala being healthy. Or if like he's seeing a ton of clay and he has to score, he didn't play that well on O yesterday. So that that's another interesting, interesting thing to look at too. What do you think is wrong with him? He he looks injured, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean everybody's talking about how, and I don't. I, I, he looks hobbled. I don't think he looks like he's well injured. Yeah, like I mean that. he's banged you know, up a little if, bit. If a guy after he makes a crazy play, then you see him kind of like scrunching his face up and like showing pain. That's when I'm like, okay, we have a problem. He just seems a step slower. Yeah. So yeah. It, I, you know, I, he might he might just be hurt. Like even when he um he he had a play where he was trying to get back on D and he was running and I was like it. Yeah. 
Yeah. This dude looks like he's 95 years old. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I think the big takeaway was Siakam was very, very happy not to see Joel Embiid or Giannis super long, Brooke Lopez. Like, he was very happy not to have to deal with those long dudes. And he was literally just going to the cup and running the floor. He was doing a little bit of everything. And that's how you get out. If you're not a pure scorer like a Kawhi or like a Steph Curry, how you get 30 is you hit a couple threes, you hit a couple free throws, you run the floor, get a couple easy buckets, you look up and you have 24 points. So he did a little bit of everything. He ran the floor. And he finished literally everything possible at the rim. Ski- he was using that lane. Yeah, I mean the skyhook, everything. Yeah. How do you feel about maybe seeing a little bit more of Boogie to start, just to just to kind of give the the paint some more presence? Because Siakam wasn't hitting a ton of jumpers, even though he did hit a couple threes. But what about a Bogut getting some more time, and then and then just to to so when. Siakam is coming off of Draymond and someone's helping. It's a big body where he can't get to the rim and finish. I think that would benefit Golden State greatly. I, mean, I, I think Bogan is probably ice cold at this point, and he was playing in New Zealand four months ago, so I don't know if that's the best strategy. I'm not looking for him to do, make a huge impact. I'm looking for him to make it difficult for guys like Siakam at the rim to not be able to finish. He was getting layups. I think you're, you're, you're damned either way with both of those guys. I don't think that that is the answer to what they need right now. Um, I see what you're saying as far as just giving some paint protection in there. But in order for it to be truly effective, you got to give that 30 minutes. And you're not going to play a 30-minute combination of Bogut and, and uh, Cousins. What, what is 10 minutes going to do? Right, it's going to deter Siakam for the 10 minutes that Bogut's in the game and then the Raptors will figure something else out. But as soon as you take him out because you realize he's, he's unplayable for long stretches of time, um, they're gonna have some problems there. Yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is an older Andrew Bogut. This isn't a young Andrew Bogut. Yeah, no, I. Right. Yeah, but they. I, I mean, think you play Looney. I think you play Looney more minutes. Looney is the, is the Looney played. Guy Looney played twenty eight minutes. He played twenty eight minutes yeah, last night. Kill the McKinney minutes. Kill those other minutes and give those minutes to Kevon Looney. Dude, that McKinney, M- McKinney was giving them some extra. Oh, though he hit a couple threes in the corner. Yeah, No doubt. And I think it also, this all comes down to, this all goes back to Draymond Green. Yeah. He had a triple-double. It was 10-10-10 and 10 on the dot. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to have to score 17, 18 points, run the O, and give Siakam and those type of dudes a major, major problem, while Clay also has to give Kawhi 
the continued trouble that he gave him last night. Draymond Green is the key to everything if if Durant's not on the floor. 100% on defense and offense. He, they're going to yeah, win or I lose mean, with, with, with what he does on the floor. The issue is they're going to have to pull off those double teams and those traps against Kawhi to account for Siakam, and now you got Kawhi facing single-game. No doubt. And, Yo. You know, again, one of the best players in the world. So. Yeah, it's tough. This is going to be a fun series, man. Can we talk about? I want to talk about these. This this guy Drake, Champagne Poppy, Drizzy, whatever you want to call him. I I was just in. I was just informed yesterday that he has a Steph Curry and Kevin Durant tattoo. That is the most suspect shit of all time. That's true. That's facts. No, that's facts. That's the most sus. That's the most suspect shit I've ever heard of. He has a number. Th- he has a number thirty tatted on him, and under it says "gifted," and then right next to it, he has a thirty-five tatted that says "snipe" or "sniper." Like what? Like yo, you're one of my best friends, bar none. Would I get quick on my shit on my arm? Like. Yeah, but like, like if, like another one of my really good friends is plays ball for a living. I don't have his number tatted on me with his name under it. Like that shit is wild, sus. I, I, the, 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 yeah, that shit really threw me. And then, so that's why he was wearing the armband. He was wearing the armband because he was covering up those tats. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Dude, the armband was huff, but I mean, you you can't be rooting for the Raptors and have thirty and thirty five on your arm out for everyone to see. The whole the whole Drake thing is just the uh, uh, you know whatever man. He's he's just out there doing his thing. I you know they, 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 yeah, I'm not even paying any attention to that. I see what you're saying, but it's Drake, man. Drake is Drake has been corny. That's some sus ass shit. That's like one of the corniest things I've ever heard of in in the history of mankind. Bar none. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the Kevin Durant shot that dude is pretty good, too. <laughs> I know you got to run, so give me your last thing that you took away from game one, and then what's a, what, what you're looking forward to in game two, or what do you think, you know, how, just give me a little a little thought on game two. Yeah, Toronto needs to stick to its game plan. I like what they were doing. I like the energy. I like the intensity. I like the defense. Um, for Golden State, you, you know, what I'm looking for for game two is for them to come out with some with some energy, man. I mean, energy seems like it's going to be the key in this series because, um, you know, without Kevin Durant, you know, yeah, the Warriors are better. But I think, again, like I said, the Raptors are a little bit more evenly matched than people are giving them credit for. So Golden State needs to come out with some energy. They need to come out like they want it. Um, I, I'm, I'm expecting them not to come out in game two like they did in game one. I think that, you know, we're in for a good series. So there we go. My biggest takeaway for game one is that we've been talking about Kawhi not be able not being able to be shut down, like don't matter what you do. And he looks a little hobbled and he looked terrible on offense. If they stick to that game plan, keep giving Kawhi hell and those other guys don't go berserk for career highs in, in game one of the NBA finals. Golden State will be fine. 
that's the takeaway for me for game one. They had some all-time games from some people, and they were still in the game and didn't get run out of the building. If they continue to bother Kawhi, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting. Game two is gonna be how they use Boogie, how Siakam follows up that performance, and what Draymond does to pick it up on both ends of the floor to get those boys uh, to get those boys going. He needs to pick it up on offense. He needs to pick it up on defense. And then it'll be really, really interesting. I told, and I mentioned this. No one was talking about that home court advantage. Golden State had never had to do that before. So that's another wrinkle that people weren't talking about too much. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. It's going to be fun. Stop fucking around. Ruby got stop fucking around on the regular season. Take it seriously. But hey, I got to run. Let's see what happens, man. Enjoy your playoff. You already know, man. Yeah, we'll uh, and we'll link for the next game. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Nick the Quick off off to a work meeting. I am on my way to Las Vegas for a couple weeks this summer. I'm not back till like the 20th of June. I'm gonna go out there, uh, work on a couple different things. I'm gonna play some poker tournaments. So wish me luck. Lock in with us, man. We're gonna do a little finals breakdown after every game. Quick 25, 30 minute episodes. Quick conversations. Raptors looked ridiculous last night. We the North, the crowd was locked in. Let's see how Golden State bounces back on Sunday night. I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch up. Sports talk via Chicago for Nick the Quick. We out of here.